1: Of champions short sessions.
0: Long story short,
1: welcome in to a special edition of the flagship. A recording on this January 11, 2024. We being me, Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I write for the old Miss spirit. OM spirit.com and food of on three. And that's Ben Mintz. He works for Barstool Sports. And not only is he repping the school today with Ole Miss, but he's feeling himself because he said to me, and I quote, the phone's been going nuclear. We got some stuff to talk about, so here we are. We hopped on. We got to do it, Mincy. What's up,
2: man? a Lot going on. Obviously, good to see you. Happy, new I guess. Can you still say Happy New Year on January yeah. 11th? Okay, sure. I-, I think it's I- first I two talk weeks. To you. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. I hadn't got to talk to you since. Uh, man, that New Year's in Atlanta. Mm, I'm telling you, that Peach Bowl. That was. Uh, that might have been the most fun New Year's I've ever had. Uh, that was just man. That was ever. Uh, yeah, that was unbelievable. The Peach Bowl was just that—that that second half. I was up in the Grove Collective suite. I got to bring my seven-year-old nephew to his first big old Miss game, and uh, man, just, that just—that was about as fun as it gets. And uh, you know, like I said, I was willing that Peach Bowl into existence. I mean, we threw down like crazy in the Fox Theater all weekend, and yeah, it was awesome. But then now, in the last, you know, obviously uh, the sporting world got turned upside down at four o'clock yesterday when Saban announced he was retiring from Alabama. And since then, I mean, it's been like 22 hours now, or it feels like except for when I slept for a few, that like my phone's just been going off. Uh, obviously, the old Miss side, I mean, you have to be at least – I mean, people are lying if they're not saying they're at least mildly concerned about the possibility of Lane uh, going to Bama, especially when things are going so well for old Miss. And just it has been – is the cycle of stuff. I, I can, if you want me to, I can just start with yesterday and just run through it all. Yes, time on.
1: Yes, right. this is Bootsy story time. I, I ain't. I'm not. They're not here for me. All
2: right. Well, I've got a real uh, Bama source I trust uh, that is really, really connected, and so I've just been hearing from him. And for the most part, he's been right. You know, some stuff got flipped on its head, but you know, the stuff I heard was at first, Saban left a list of uh, three coaches he wanted at Bama, and it was. First with Dan Lanning, Lane Kippen second, D'Amico Ryan's third, the Texans head coach, former Bama linebacker. Obviously, D'Amico Ryan's – I mean, he's got C.J. Stroud. He won the AFC South. He's hosting a home playoff game on Saturday. He ain't going anywhere. No way. Can't see it. Uh, the Dan Lanning thing made all the sense in the world. He's, you know, off the Kirby – Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator at Georgia, you know, was it GA BA at Bama and all that before – And you got to think when something like this happens, you want to go for continuity. Someone that knows the system, keeps things in place. you got to worry about keeping your roster together because the players have 30 days to transfer out in this new transfer portal world. So everything I heard from my guy that was actually accurate was they were all in on landing, like all in. He was their guy. There were rumors he was in Tuscaloosa last night. I think he was. I've heard he was and he wasn't. And they thought they were going to get it. And then this morning – Phil Knight, uh, Nike money at Oregon, and then Oregon also has that Big Ten TV deal now. They're going to Big Ten. They gave a huge bag of money, and so he decided to stay at Oregon. Well, then I heard right after that that like the Bama Boosters and people were, you know, they thought they had landing, and so it threw it into some confusion. And then I started hearing all kinds of names. I saw, you know, Mike Norvell's name came up. Uh, this would be an exit point for Florida State after they lost all their guys and went undefeated, but I, I didn't know about that. And then the next stuff I heard was the Jimmy Sexton, who's the powerhouse agent that represents everybody in college football, uh, was on campus at Bama, and he represents Kirby Smart, Lane Kiffin, and Kalen from, or DeBoer from Washington, who obviously just got to the national championship. So then I started hearing a lot that DeBoer was going to be the guy, and Saban tried to hire Ryan Grubb, DeBoer's uh, offensive coordinator, last offseason, and Grubb said no, stayed at Washington, then they went with Tommy Reese. So that made me feel like there might be something there. Well, then my phone starts blowing up, and I get off the phone with some Seattle Times reporter uh, who's on the Washington Huskies beat. That They're about to run a story at 3 o'clock in a minute that DeBoer's staying at Washington. He's fully committed, blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, this guy's saying that sex is there for Kiffin, but I don't know to take that seriously. From a Seattle, guy. I mean, I feel like he's going to know about De DeBoer and not about Lane Kiffin. Uh, and then so, you know, the names – like, and then all of a sudden, I'm hearing the Glenn uh, – what's his last name? The Georgia defensive coordinator. He's only 34 years old. I'm hearing they're looking at him, but that—that that to me, I mean, Alabama hired. I mean, you're Alabama, you're number one job in America. I'd just be hard pressed to think you're going to hire a coordinator at Alabama. Uh, so that one, you know, I've heard his name a lot in the last hour. I'm still concerned, Ben. You know, I know, you know, I, the, the stuff with Lane and Bama, We all know he was there from 2014 to 16, three years the offensive coordinator. It ended very poorly. He got fired, let go before the playoffs when they promoted Sark. You know, kind of felt I – mean, I don't know all the details. I'm not here to spread rumors about it, but it definitely felt like he didn't leave Alabama in good standing with people. You know, that's all I really know. I don't know if there's anything beyond that. But I felt like it kind of, you know, didn't end the most cleanly. And, hey, you know, that happens in life. So I don't know if that's something that's still part of the problem with Bama looking at Lane, was Diddy burn Bridges on the way out. Uh, so, I mean, the, the long and short of it is – I started the day on a one to 10 panic meter at six because I thought Lanning was going to be there. When I heard Lanning, when Lanning was staying at Oregon, I went up to like an eight and a half because of Lane being number two on that list of savings. Then I started you know, all the Boer stuff, went down to seven, and then now I'm hearing he's out. So I'm kind of at about an eight, which is pretty high. Um, I mean, I'm concerned. Uh, you know, you got to think Bama in the situation, you want to go continuity uh, to keep your roster together, keep that system going and stuff. But so, you know, the point of this whole thing is uh, it's been chaotic, and you know, I feel like I know a lot and have sources, and uh, maybe I don't know anything, you know. So, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm not feeling particularly uh, worried about it at all right now. I mean, every, everything I get is that it's just not going to happen from the people I've talked to. Now, you got, and I've then heard some say,
2: I, you probably talked to some old Miss people I've talked to, and that, that old Miss side said the same thing. I've heard the same thing to yeah. the old Miss stuff that they, they don't, don't think Lane even really being considered.
1: And then Greg McElroy comes out. I mean, former Alabama quarterback and said it gives him a zero percent chance, not even like ten percent, fifteen. He said Dabo and Lane are zero percent not gonna happen. And I'm not saying that Greg McElroy, despite being an Alabama quarterback, is like the end all be all as far as information, but it just vibes and tracks with what I've been hearing. But you think Lane, you think it's a serious thing. You you're really actually worried. See, well, yeah. we're on different wavelengths right now, man, because I thought you were gonna come on here and say, I like it,
2: you know. what's up. What's ironic here is Ben, you're you know usually I'm the more laid back, positive, and you're not chill, and uh, this is a weird thing. You're you're calling me. Look, the Ole Miss side of it has felt really good about Lane's Day, like that. There, there's been way less. You know, like I said, I think I'm the most anxious of the Ole Miss people about it, so
1: that's good. Because you're you're riding Uh, that Peach Bowl high still, Mints. I mean, you're still kind of you know you you saw what where it's going and what it is now. And you don't want to let that go, man. You don't want to Hell see that. Hell no.
2: <laughs> I know what you're Hell saying. Hell no. Dude, Ole Miss is 14 to 1 to win the national championship next year. I mean, I never thought I'd see that in my whole life. Even the best freeze team going into 15 was like 50. I think they were 50 or 100 to 1 before the year. I mean, 14 to 1. No, I mean, and look, I, the Bama job doesn't come open often. Um, but I mean, Lane doesn't want to leave right now with everybody we got coming in for next year, obviously. Like, this would be the worst time to leave the way we just loaded up. So, you would know, you're be- making me feel.
1: He here's, here, here's the way I feel about it. I mean, when Lane first got here, this comes open, and he gets offered 100%. And if he gets offered the job, that's different. I just don't think he's really a candidate. I, yeah, I don't. No,
2: that, no, that's 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 what I was hearing from the old Miss side of it too, yeah. uh, that they didn't really think he was like a top-five top candidate for this job. But the thing is, at what point does he become a candidate when right. all these other guys say no, I mean, like the last, like I said, the last name I've been hearing is getting hype is that Georgia defensive coordinator, and that's pretty far down my list, I think. You know, if Bama was right. going to promote a coordinator, you know, you just think Alabama, the number one job in college football, would never have to take a guy that hadn't been a head coach. You know, that just doesn't, you know, that that's wild to me. You know what I'm saying?
1: The problem with that is that, I think it's it's cliche, but I think it's true. I think no, no coach out there worth of salt wants to be the guy that follows Nick Saban. They want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows Nick Saban.
2: And, and Lane said that before too, in 2022, yeah. he's like, you know, like, what do you, how do you live up to that? I mean, Saban won national championships, six out of 17 seasons. I mean, who wins national championships? 35% of their freaking <laughs> seasons they play.
1: More I mean, first round picks, 44, than losses in his time at Alabama, 29. That's just, this is unprecedented. It uh, the timing of it's unprecedented. The whole current like run of of coaches, I mean the the sea change in coaches is unheard of. I mean it's Bill Belichick, it's Pete Carroll, it's it's uh, Nick Saban. We're talking about the guys you and I came up like we were raised on this was our whole culture, you know what I mean? And uh, you're seeing a completely different like you know, like I said, culture shift in terms of what's who the new faces are of our sport here. So yeah, it's it's a unique time but if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're panicked and you're like Mincy, who said he's like at a date right now, the only question, the only pause I have, even though like all I've heard is it's just not going to happen, is who is it then, right? That's
2: my concern. Like yeah, how far is down it? the list are we going to go here? Yeah. Which is crazy because you wouldn't think Bama would have to go far at all. I really right. thought Landing would take it. That was a surprise to me when he did. But, I mean, well, I get Oregon has money and resources and all that, but like this is Alabama.
1: But how crazy is it that we're in a, we're in an age now where uh, a sitting head coach who's winning at, a, at a, an insanely high clip is staying at Oregon and not going to Alabama. That should tell you everything I, right now. So, yeah. it's it's much different than it used to be. It used to be Tommy Tuberville didn't get a practice facility from Pete Boone so he chose from Clemson and Auburn and some other school and went to Auburn. It's not like there is a step up. It's Alabama. Everybody wants to be considered for the Alabama job. It's the greatest job in college football. Having said that lane has built something unique at Ole Miss that has no pressure on it and is not following the legend is not doing all that. And also I think you made a really good point. It did not end well. And that's one thing I've heard a lot. It did not end well at Alabama, not even on the field. I think on the field, it was fine. It was all the off the field stuff. And for some there, it's just – it's a non-starter. So, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. If DeBoer comes out and recommits to Washington, who's the obvious guy? Mike Norvell?
2: I know. It was, yeah. I mean, I I saw some, like, offshore books do lines on it. Um, and, Nor- you know, a couple hours ago, Norvell was 3-1 to one and Lane was 5-1. to one um but that was at 11 a.m so i mean god this thing's been changing every 10 or 20 minutes i heard bill o'brien was spotted on Bama's campus today but like i can't imagine i, I, just, I don't see that
1: it would be a good you know slump buster of a of a hire right you weren't to where you just put bill in they'll win enough they'll probably go to the gator bowl then you fire him and then go hire the, the guy you know bill o'brien's like the perfect bridge coach if you're wanting to get yeah. by with yeah.
2: Well, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly, certainly, we saw that when he was, you know, this is a way different situation than him, what he inherited in Penn State, but he did do the bridge over Troubled Waters there. Obviously, Alabama's that you can't even compare the situation no. to that, though. No, no. I mean, no, that was, that was an unbelievable, yeah. I don't know. So the less, the less, you know, the more I feel like I know and the more calls I take, uh, the, the Seattle Times guys say, you know, well, what's he know about Lane? You know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. he was getting, trying to get me worked up about Lane, but like, mm-hmm. You know, I think he'd know about De Boer. I'm not saying that because that's a job, sure. but what to do up in Seattle going to know about Lane Kiffin? So, uh, and then also another point about Lane at Ole Miss that's good. Lane is an uh, introvert personality. That's why you see how much he loves Twitter. You know, he's not like a guy that likes doing, like, the big booster meetings or speeches or, you know, all the kind of stuff that you're going to have to do at Alabama. Like, at Ole Miss, he doesn't have to do any of that. They're just happy to have him and you know, they're just like UBU and just do whatever. And so I I think that's a big draw for the Ole Miss job is not having to do a lot of the bureaucratic stuff that you don't want to do in college football.
3: The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway and pxg golf apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at university course or oxford country club pxg has taken its mission to create the most high quality high performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well with pxg apparel there's something for everyone from pants polos and sweaters to hats joggers and skirts you'll usually find me with a hat on my head and pxg has nailed the fitted breathable my navy goes with pretty much anything
1: But where I'm at with Lane is just like at what point do we kind of shed the whole he's a nomad, he can never sit anywhere, sit still anywhere for any extended amount of time. He's been at Ole Miss now going on five years. Think of the jobs that have come open, all of the
2: jobs. Well, no, Um, you look back on it, obviously he almost went to Auburn last year. That was the closest he came to leaving. The biggest break Ole Miss caught in the whole four years was when Miami stupidly hired Mario Cristobal over him two years ago. Because Lane would have gone back to Miami after his FAU stuff, and Lane at the U would have been nuts. But uh, he was the runner-up to that one. That was two years ago. And Cristobal stunk in Miami. And we all saw that at Georgia Tech, whatever the hell that was this year, when he was like, I don't take a knee. Like I don't know. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen.
1: But Like day one football stuff. What do you mean you don't take a knee? There's literally nothing to do. The goal is to
2: win the game. The goal in football is to win the game.
1: Like yeah, I mean, a, you're not taking an I, a knee for pride or something, or maybe, you, but and then you lose, then then it becomes, oh, then that was really dumb. <laughs> Just win the game, anyway. Sorry, going off on a
2: tangent. No, you're you're, you're 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 good. You you've calmed me down on this. Like, yeah, you know, I'm feeling better. Like I said, the old Miss side of it's felt really, really good this whole time. There hadn't been a lot of stress from the old Miss side of it, which has to be, you know, that's a that's a positive.
1: Well, and the thing is, is um, I think old Miss is in a place now where. Obviously, Lane is the guy and he is the entire program and everything like that. But from an operational standpoint, if Lane were to leave, Ole Miss is prepared to continue to operate at a high level. You know, now they'd have, obviously have to make the right hire, whoever that would be. But I feel like there's never been a better time as far as Ole Miss football operationally. And yes, Lane is the biggest part of that, but he's not the only part of it anymore. And I think that's a good example of that too. Is Quinshawn Judkins is an Ohio State Buckeye today. And he had to take a shave money wise to go to Ohio State. I mean, Ole Miss, it's not relying on oh God, Shea Patterson's meeting with Jim Harbaugh and IHOP. You know, yeah. and leaves, no, I know the, the, the program's completely resetting over. It's just not like that anymore. Uh but even if it was, I just don't think we're at that place with Lane. I don't. Um, I want to well, get your take. Yeah. so, so I'd,
2: I'd, say, I'd, say I'm, I'd say I'm back to a seven now after all that.
1: Okay. he's by, I got him down to a seven. That's good. That's I know, all I do today. It's crazy
2: because I've known Ben for, I mean, we've known each other 20 years. This is the first time I've ever, you've calmed me down. Usually yeah. you're, you know, you're hot wired and I'm just like super positive and So you know what this means. You know
1: you know what this means. That Lane, Lance, uh, Lane, Lance, Lane will get like announced as the next head coach tomorrow or some shit, and we'll go. Oh, uh, you know, cats and dogs are being friends and hanging out. Ben, Mincy, and Ben Garrett, the normal, normal, and then the normal crazy. We've reversed roles, so that's what I'm counting on. But right now, if I'm just going by what I know, I think I know that it's just it's not something to be concerned about yet. It's just it's just not. You know. Okay. and hey, but now you got me kind of freaked out. So maybe that was what this was for. You know, maybe yeah, like, oh. I don't
2: know, man. Uh, yeah, well, it just, gosh, everything's just so all in for 2024. Yeah. There's never been a more all in situation. You got all these guys in the portal coming. Um,
1: my That's what I was saying to a buddy of mine, or Bradley Sal texted me, and he goes, You know what? Think about it. Uh, going into the year where almost has the best chance it's ever had in the modern era of winning a national championship wouldn't it be just the most We Are Ole Miss thing ever to lose your star running back and then your head coach because Alabama finally comes open, you know? I mean, it would, but I just don't no. think Ole Miss is the, in that place anymore. The We Are Ole Miss is different. and
2: No, yeah, no, I think the whole We Are Ole Miss thing is kind of like the the culture culture's definitely changed on that. And, like, that's like – You know, when you watch our games all year, you just believe we're going to win the close games now. And that's something that was never in the past. And even like that A&M game when they fought all the way back, 35-31 with two minutes left, I was like, all right, we're going to go score and win, you know. And, uh, you know, the old, oldness, like coming back from 49-40 against LSU late, you know, you just believe you're going to win those close games. And that was something that, you know, was always – you were always just waiting for the other shoe to drop for most of the existence.
1: Well, I'm I'm terribly curious to see how this turns out. I don't know if it's not Deboer. I don't know who it's going to be, but I just don't think it's going to be lame. What are you working on right now, I man? Where are you in Chicago right now?
2: Yeah, I'm in the Chicago office. Uh, things are good up here, man. Love it. I mean, i have taken – I mean, to call it a long and winding road is, is probably not doing it justice. But uh, the Chicago thing's amazing. Uh, we got a new twenty million dollar office. We only have actually sixty people working in this office, so we got a ton of room. Uh, you know, all big cat kind of, it's all his guys in here. So it's a lot of great, you know, I love it. You know, I get along with everybody at Barstool, but we got a great crew in here. Um, and uh, I got a sweet place to live. I'm living in West Loop, and I got like a downtown skyline apartment with like a 32nd floor view all downtown Chicago. So we're doing pretty damn good these days, Ben. Uh, trying to stay warm, but I hear y'all are doing that in Mississippi too. So. Yeah,
1: it's freezing down here. Uh, if Ole Miss had played Michigan or Washington in the national championship, do you think they'd have won beating those teams? Because I do.
2: I think we're going to beat Washington. I don't know if we're going to beat Michigan. I think we're going to beat Washington. All right. I, the Michigan thing, I don't know about our Ole Miss's offensive line the way it was at the end of the year against that front. It's my
1: thought. Yeah. All right. So, but Miss, uh, I, I do.
2: I think we're going to beat Washington. Now.
1: Their final AP ranking was ninth, and it's the highest AP ranking since 1969 for Ole Miss football. Wow. Do you think that's Fair, a little off. Yeah. Higher, a
2: little,
1: I, I mean, you could, I, you
2: could have said seven or eight even. I mean, 11 and two with your only two losses being the Georgia and Bama, who you would really could argue are two of the best three teams in the country this year. Um, I mean, I feel like that's a little low. The craziest thing is preseason. I'm seeing us at number three and four. And I knew yeah. if Ole Miss won the bowl game, it would be like that kind of hype off the portal and stuff. But,
0: you know, I remember
2: – I guess the only time I can remember Ole Miss being top five in the year was that 08 when they lost that South Carolina Thursday night game. I was there. Like, uh, yeah, as was, ah, uh, man, that sandstorm. It was wild in the face. I was
1: in, the, speaking to Bradley Sal, my buddy, I was in the, the post game scrum when he said, you know what, screw that rank. And he was all pissed off. You know, what I mean, there's that get that. That's what I, re- I think of. But then I think of that was more theoretical than this is. You know what I mean? Like, th- that, that was okay. You got all the, all the pieces have come together in the perfect time. This on Miss team, this is a plan coming together.
2: You know, and this is an all – we're all in for 2024. It's the first year of the 12-team playoff. And it makes sense, too, because the world of college athletics is changing so much. You know, we don't even know what this is going to look like in three to five years. I mean, there's all this legislation. Things are changing at such a rapid rate. I mean, this is an all-time all-in moment for this program. And, you know, I I think what's great in the 12-team playoff – I mean, Ole Miss would have made it two of the last three years. You go 10-2, you're in that damn thing. You know, I mean – Hard you know no one knows the future, but you got to feel like ten wins is a reasonable goal with all the talent and you look at the schedule next year, especially with the non non-con- the non conference schedule so weak next year too. Mm,
1: as it should so, be. You know there there were times when we used to complain because Ole Miss would open in Orlando against Florida State, and you're like, why are you doing that? So I'm not going to complain that they're opening I, against Furman. <laughs> you
2: know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the at Tulane and Georgia Tech this year, though. That was like yeah. you know at Tulane was a challenging win. You know, Georgia Tech wasn't supposed to be good, but they ended up being, you know, a bowl winner and a little better than expected. They pushed Ole Miss. You know, that was a game in the early fourth quarter before Ole Miss blew him out. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. So, you're calming me down. I feel a little okay. better. You know, All like right. I said, this, thing, this story changes every, you know. I mean, All who right. knows? So ask, ask me in 30 minutes.
1: If you had to guess, fast forward 30 minutes before I let you go, and you had to guess, if Mincy had just put his money down right now, make his bet on who's the next head coach at Alabama, who
2: you say it's going to be. As long as it's not Lane Kiffin, I don't care. That's all I care. Um, yeah, that's all I care about. But, like, yeah. I mean, I just can't – I keep hearing that name to watch is that Georgia, D.C. is the one that I've been hearing the last 20 or 30 minutes, but I just can't mentally wrap my head around Alabama hiring a 34-year-old. To well, It's company. like I can't I imagine. Can't I think it's and, Glenn Schumeyer, maybe. Okay. Remember?
1: Well, Andy Stables
2: floated. Georgia's Georgia, D.C.
1: Well, uh, Andy Staples floated Mike Vrabel, and I just, like, I don't see that either. But here's the thing. Who can you really see right now? Replacing Nick Saban, and that's I think why this is this is a unique time because Texas comes open, USC comes open, Oklahoma comes open, all these schools come open, LSU comes open. We treat it a certain way. Alabama comes open. It's different, and while every coach worth of salt wants to be in consideration for that job, of course it's Alabama. Nobody wants to be the guy that follows Nick Saban. So where no, this is, no. it's just it's a it's a very strange time, and it's the perfect time if you're an Ole Miss fan because now Alabama's off the schedule. Why, why couldn't Nick Saban retire last year is all I'm saying. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ben Mintz is saying he's worried about Lane, but not to be too worried. I've calmed him down. That's all that matters. As long as you're feeling better today and I, I've yep. done my job, then we're good. Lane Therapy. Kiffin, the Lane Therapy. Train,
2: it rolls. It rolls on. Ben Garrett, uh, you know, not just killing it with old Spirit, but also a therapist in spare you time. Go. Who knew?
1: You're the man. Thanks, okay. Mincy. Let's do it again next week or something.
2: Yeah. And hey, sign up. I got a uh, Barstool Mincy YouTube channel. I'm trying to build it. I'm at like 7,500 subscribers right now. Wake up, Mincy's gonna come back next week, and then I'm gonna be doing. I'm really gonna try to work this 2024 about building the uh, YouTube channel and content. A big goal of mine. So do me a favor, please like and subscribe to the Barstool Mincy YouTube channel. Thank you. Well, all,
1: all I'm saying is, is like, if you ever just need somebody to to mess around on on Wake Up Mincy, you could just call your friend Ben. I mean, you come on my podcast constantly.
2: Oh, yeah, no, no, come out. You're, anytime you're up in Chicago, you're invited to come on, wake up. And see. Oh, my I'm God.
1: Sure. The, the idea of you and I waking up, whatever that is, means together, like it, it would be a lot of you and me yelling at each other about dumb old shit, probably like 2003 old Miss LSU, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that one still. Yeah, hey, but I, at least 20 years later, got him back, man. That one this year. <laughs> yeah. That one this year. And I'm, good not- friend, I'm good I'm good. friends, too. It's funny. I, I'm real close with LSU's quarterbacks, Coach Joe Sloan, who's the co-oc now. And we talk and text all the time. And he said he still loses sleep from that second-to-last drive when they didn't put the game away still. He said he's still super upset about it. He's like, I love it. Well, good, because you and I are sitting
1: here 20 years later and all we can think about is, man, Ole Miss went undefeated in the SEC and the one team it couldn't lose to, it lost to. And then they
2: they won their first national title. Nick Saban. There you go. 20 years later, Nick Saban retires after he won his first
1: one. Still haunting us to this day. All right, buddy. Thank you. I'll see you soon.